Hey, y'all. This is Lauren Akins, and welcome back to the Live and Love Podcast. Season two. Let's go. So much fun. So this season, I'm getting to sit down with friends and family and talk about different areas of our lives where we get to live in love. And we've got some new things, too, that we're going to get to share with you that you may not know, even though you may have read my book, Live in Love. And I'm Annie F. Downs, and I'm really excited to be here again with Lauren and with you guys to be a part of this new season of this really special show. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that today. Go back and listen to season one. Season two starts right now. We don't want you to miss a single episode. And if you haven't gotten your copy yet of Lauren's New York Times bestseller, Live in Love, it is time to get you a copy. You can pick up your copy at your favorite local book store or wherever you love to buy books. So, okay, Lauren, who is joining us today in this conversation of how to live and love in your college life? Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. Today we get to sit down with my college girlfriends and they are so much fun. I I cannot wait wait for this conversation. They're a little nervous too. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Okay, y'all. So before we start the episode, I'm so excited to share that after an amazing first season, we get the opportunity to once again partner with this special organization and continue into our second season of the podcast because of our friends at Crew. So it goes without saying, but the Bible is such an important part of my life and the life of my family. And so much of what living in love looks like for me is a reflection of what I've learned from the Bible. But imagine for a second that you couldn't get a Bible, that you can't hop on Amazon and buy one at your local bookstore, or maybe you can't even afford one, or take it a step further, imagine you aren't even allowed to have a Bible. And honestly, I think sometimes it's so easy to forget that there are people all over the world who simply can't just access a Bible. So Crew is one of the largest evangelical organizations with over 25,000 missionaries in almost every country, and they are giving Bibles around the world to people in their own heart language and sharing the hope of Jesus. That's why we're thrilled to work with them again, and I'm humbled to report that so many Live and Love listeners stepped up last season to partner with Crew and become monthly donors to provide Bibles around the world to those who just can't drive down the road and pick it up at their local bookstore. And so here's where they need your help. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry. And you'll receive a copy of my book, Live in Love. All you have to do is text LIVE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text LIVE to 71326. That's L-I-V-E to 71326 to help now. Or visit give.crew.org slash live. So I have my three college best friends here. Adeline is furthest to my left. Dee is in the middle. And Amber is on the right. And... This is their first podcast. All of you have never been on a podcast ever? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, they all shook their heads. Just quick reminder, this is audio. It's so, <laughs> Do you wear a white shirt in case you started swimming? <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with everyone. She was like, I'm so nervous. But I was like, y'all, I think people are going to love this because this is my real life right here. I mean, mm-hmm. this is, I mean, I feel like so much of our podcast is just real life but this is really throwing it back to real life when i said hey me and annie were talking and we really would like to have y'all on the podcast they all were like you're joking right y'all did and d goes lauren you do not want me recorded as representation (laughs) of your life (laughs) why d i don't know i feel like lauren is just so poised and just like so herself even out in the world and like we're just not used to that. I don't know. Not I'm not polished. eloquent. Yeah, exactly. We're not very polished. So like, it's kind of terrifying, but it's okay. We love Lauren. So we were like, we will show up for you. Wait, we'll where'd come. you drive from? Okay. I'm from Memphis. So I came in last night, drove here. Not too far. But And where'd you come from, Amber? Knoxville. I drove last night too. Oh my gosh. Less than 24 mm-hmm. hours. All for where'd Lauren. you drive from, Anna? Like three blocks away. <laughs> <laughs> what a sick man. But, but your baby but is how old? My baby is three weeks. Yeah, yeah brand new. Left for sleep. Left yeah. a new baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that says a ton to me that both Amber and Dee drove halfway across the state. I know. And Dee brought Maisie, her little girl, who is 
exactly a week younger than Lennon. Okay. And I was like, we can do it on Zoom. And they were like, heck no. They're like, we're driving in. We'll be there the night before. We're going to do this. We might not crush it like we think we will. Although I think that you will. And we're going to be there. I think that sums up us four so well is no matter what it is, even if it is putting these three completely out of their comfort zones, they're showing up for me. And that is like one of my favorite things about us four is that I think no matter what part of life all of us have gone through, like the three of the other ones show up every single time. Why was that a yes for you, Amber? Why was driving over here a yes? When she said it, I did think it was kind of a joke. But then, of course, she gave us only a week. You know, oh, yep. typical Lauren. Um, she was like, hey, do you guys want to do a podcast with us? And we were all like, like D said, like, I don't want to be a representation of your life. And then I'm just like sitting there like I started side texting D. I was like, we, are we, is this real? Like, I can't I can't do this. And then she's like, oh, and by the way, it's next Wednesday. I was like, oh, of course you did that. Of course, no like we would have to come a week later. And she did that. So we went back out. Mm-hmm. I mean, but we went back out. I'll get rid of my kids for a day. And we just left him at home. I feel like Warren has throughout our friendship just shown up for us in so many ways. As much as this, and you can hear my voice trembling right now. Yes. As much as this is like out of my comfort zone, when she asked, I was like, it's terrifying. But like, yes, I will show up for you because you have showed up for me so many times in life. Mm. And I feel like even in like the last month, like she's shown up. We've all shown up for each other. So as much as this is scary, I think that represents our friendship. Like, that's what we do. It's out of our comfort zone. You ask me to be there or you don't ask me to be there and I'm going to be there. So (laughs) still showing up. Yep. Please don't come. Adeline, y'all have been out of college for 10 years. Oh, geez. Why do you why are y'all still so close? Man, I don't know. Well, and I kind of feel like I've been kind of a step behind all of them in their like life process. Like I got married last and had a baby last and all that stuff. So they've always been there to guide me through Mm -hmm. all those crazy things. I'm like, you guys, my butt hurts after birth. What do I do? (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, hey, been there, girl. Don't worry. And they walk me through it. They're like, by the way, here's what you need to buy at Target. So, <laughs> what do you need to buy at Target? I bought all of Target. Okay, so great. it's empty. Great. The brown okay. Target has not. Okay, been. great. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, someone may be feeling this right now, and they don't know. Hey, it's true. <laughs> at Adeline's shower, we hosted her baby shower, and I literally got her a basket full of all of the things a new mom should have after they have a baby, and it's all the things that aren't cute, <laughs> that are not fun to talk about that the dads and the husbands usually walk out of the room when I explain what everything is because they're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good on this conversation. I'm not going <laughs> to not gonna be here for that. But, you know, like Adeline is originally from Memphis and her family still lives there. And Dee has been all over the South <laughs> over the last five years. And so Amber lives in Knoxville, which is where her family's from. So she has a lot of that built-in community with her sisters around, which is great. But I think for the girls who maybe don't have the home base around them at all times, that's where we've been able to step in and and help be that for each other. And, you know, like when Dee was having her baby, we were like, how do we get down there? Because she went into labor early with Maisie and and just at, even Adeline's having, a, a, I think I'm talking about babies because these are like the most recent things that we've gone through together. But even Adeline having little James, there was a lot of uncertainty around that. And, you know, I live in Nashville, but Amber and Dee drove in and they were like, it's her 30th birthday. Two days after she's having him, she had him in a way that she wasn't necessarily ready for. And... We were like, what are we going to do? We got, we're at least going to show up on her front doorstep and, and make her feel loved. And, um, I just, that's so special to me that we have that no matter where each other is living, no matter what they're going through, these girls literally will drop anything at the drop of a hat for each other. And I don't know if we knew that that those are the kind of friends that we were going to be. <laughs> Amber's crying. You're making me cry. I know. Me too, Amber. Gosh darn. <laughs> I don't know that we knew that. Maybe we did. Maybe our spirits like recognize that in each other. Y'all's freshman year, I'm a year older than them. So my sophomore year of college. But I like to think that our spirits recognize that in each other. Like they have a spirit of friendship that they know how to love well. And they are going to love 
me well. They're going to love my husband well. They're going to love my kids well. They love my family well. And I think I don't feel like you don't just find that in any friendship. And I think that's why we've stuck around so much for the last, has it really been 10 years? Yeah, that makes me sad. Well. <laughs> yeah, we're all 30 now. Well, I'm about to be 32. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> D, how did y'all meet? We went to high school together, but we weren't friends in high school. I mean, we just didn't have, like she said, she's a year older than me. We had different friend groups, yeah. but we all went to UT and we all rushed sororities and we ended up in the same sorority. Ah, so okay. Can I give a shout out? We're yeah, if you want to. Pie. 80 pie. Delta Delta pie. Pie. Oh, gee, yeah, girl. <laughs> wow. The real thing. <laughs> We're throwing it back. <laughs> so the three of y'all are in the same rush class. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And so the, all I mean, four of us were. I just did it a year late. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. I did know that. Sorry. Day one of being in 80 Pi, were you like, hi, hi, hi? Or had you already been roommates or did you know each other? Or was, I mean, because it wasn't like the only four of y'all were the four 80 Pies that year. Me and Dee definitely were like, we had, oh my like, gosh, how cool. Like we get to do real life together because we did so much of our previous life together in high yeah. school just because we were in different classes. But, you know, like if we saw each other out on vacation in high school, we'd be like, hey, Dee, what's up? But like we didn't. Lindsay, me and Lindsay hung out every single Friday night. Me and Dee did not hang out every Friday night in high school. Yeah. But I think there was that familiarness with Lauren. Like, we were from the same high school, same um, small town. And, you know, UT is like a really big school. I went up there knowing, like, my roommate, maybe one other girl. Mm -hmm. So just, like, seeing her, like, Lauren's just so loving and just, like, recognizing that face and, like, knowing somebody from home. I think I, like, gravitated towards her. And it just like was comfortable right off the bat. Yeah. So I think that's kind of how we connected. Uh-huh. I'm going to let Amber take yeah. the next. Yeah. Amber, let, let's talk about you. <laughs> so I forced my way. I'm from Knoxville and I wasn't living on campus freshman year. But I remember it was the first night after you get in the sorority. It's FNO. It's the first, first night out. First night out. Yep. First night out. <laughs> Got it. I remember thinking like D was really cute. That sounds weird. But no. my sister's like, you should. I think I Facebook messaged you. Oh, yeah. Because Facebook was like the, it, the yeah. Instagram wasn't there yet. Yeah. And she was like, you need to like maybe invite yourself over to spend the night. And I was like, That's so weird. But I did it. And I was like, hey, I don't even remember how I said I, I tried to make like conversation about your profile picture, like thinking it was. Hey, girl, look cute. Can yeah, I come he, over tonight? He's so cute. And it was her brother. So <laughs> that's cool. Uh, but I invited myself over and yeah. spent the night with her. The first just time. in her dorm room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You know, Ford, a Ford friend. Went all in. Amber yeah. Ford. She is bold. But I think that was super cool to me because I wasn't used to, like, girls just being like, hey, I want to be your friend. Let's hang out. So yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. me too. I, I feel like you friend. have to do that in college for you sure. Do. Like, if, you, if you're not going to take the leap of faith to have new friends... You're probably just not going to have new friends in college. Yeah. And I think, like, it's safe to say us four are, like, not typical sorority girls, like what you would picture. You know that every sorority girl says that. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I'm a cool girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I know, like, I personally did it to make friends. Like, yeah. that was my sole reason. Like I said, I didn't know anybody. So yeah. I was like, this is my chance to, like, hopefully make a few friends. And what a joke. Like, I got the best friends ever. Yeah. Um. But yeah. How'd you get in there, Adeline? So I didn't choose to do sorority to make friends because I'm terrible making friends. I'm just that's bad. Not that's true. not true. Well, I'm not Amber going, yo, girl, let's hang <laughs> out. That's okay. I'll validate that. I hide until someone convinces me to hang out with them. Anyway, but my sister was 80 pi at UT. And so I just did it because that's what she did. This is the only thing I remember from freshman year and becoming friends with them. All of them had very short haircuts. Uh-huh. And I had long hair. So I was like, I don't fit in. Like, wow, they, I don't I don't make the cut. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so, literally. But then they convinced me. They're like, no, we don't care about your haircut. Come on. <laughs> in. We love your long hair. You can be friends with us. Totally. <laughs> That's the only memory I have is like haircuts. Addie. Addie was like the fun, hilarious, like outgoing. Everyone wanted to be Addie's friend. Oh, I'm sure. So she's, you know, <laughs> downing herself a little bit. I have bit. three friends from college and no one would. Anyway, what's going on for me down in my we, we had to be her friend. She was hilarious. She was. She oh, she starred in all of the plays and the lip sync, like all the stuff that we did as freshmen. But then also like throughout our years in college, Adeline was literally front and center on. I mean, she's totally downplaying herself, but she like 
skit night of Rush. She always had like a big role and she can sing and she can <gasps> you dance. Can sing? Oh, she does. She's a great singer. She is a good singer. Oh, wow. Okay. She sings everything. I don't know why she hasn't sang yet. Yeah. Excuse me. Adeline. Oh, I, I've got the laryngitis. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all remember the first time the four of you hung out? Was it the football game? Like just the four of us, the first picture we took together. I was trying to think about this, like when we all kind of became close. I remember, what is the one night we went to Emily's house? Yes. I remember that's when I met you Lauren guys. Lauren drove us. Oh. When we went to Emily's house? In your Mazda with that strawberry. Strawberry oh, air freshener. I still have uh -uh. that strawberry air freshener. <laughs> strawberry air current, freshener? Wow. current car. <laughs> you do? Yes. How is it still living? It's just a memory that oh, okay. it doesn't smell like a strawberry anymore. <laughs> but... I didn't have the heart to let it go. I get it. It's seen too many fun times yeah. in my in all the cars that I've gone through since the last 10 years. I guess I would say the football game. I don't remember. I feel like it was the football game. I don't remember what football game it was, but I remember you walked and met us there. I'm very fit also. Yes. Should be. And... <laughs> I just, I remember, we, do y'all know what picture I'm talking about? No. Yes. I have a couple. Of, and there's two in the book. Oh, Page 101 and 103 are pictures of both, all four of you. But neither of them are the first no, one. No, that's not it. No. Anyways, I, I think it was a Tennessee football game. I don't remember. Go Vols. Oh, was it at the, what is it, the front row? What's it called? The little square? No, we were in Neyland Stadium. Oh. It's a picture on Facebook. Like, you can't, I've tried to print scarves. it off and do it. Of yeah, course we, do, we have scarves. Of course we. Yeah. I mean, uh, yes. ten years ago we yeah. all had scarves on on a Saturday. Yeah, oh, no yeah. question. But it's only <laughs> even if it, it was only hot. Lives on Facebook. Like it's blurry when you try to. Like none of us have oh. it on our phones. Mm. It lives only in Facebook <laughs> and in our hearts. <laughs> Why did you rush a year later? Um, I talk about this in the book too, but I initially wanted to rush eighty pi and was in a different sorority for a hot second in my freshman year and just great girls also in that sorority and still have a couple of friends from there. But I just knew that it was not for me. And I, before like, I didn't go very far in my freshman year in the first sorority. I think it was also like one of those things where I feel like the Lord just very clearly told me that that is not what he had for me. And, yeah. um, and so I just kind of listened to it and I was like, cool, I'll just like hang my freshman year. And Lindsay, my best friend, she wasn't in a sorority and um, my boyfriend at the time wasn't in a fraternity. So it wasn't like there are a lot of people who did not do Greek life. Yeah. And so my freshman year, I just did freshman year without Greek life. But then once that sophomore year came around, I was like, no, I, I really do want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I did kind of already have my heart set on 80 pie, to be quite honest. And I know that that's not the most traditional way to go about choosing <laughs> sororities you know they tell you to have like no expectations and but for whatever reason that was that was not my story I did know what I wanted and so when I rushed again my sophomore year I actually was kind you of went like through the whole thing again that did that's terrible that's right well for me I didn't it wasn't of course I didn't <laughs> think it was that bad oh okay great <laughs> I mean I know talk, some you can talk to anyone though. that's true I had fun with it still. And I was like, you know what? It's either all or none. Like, I feel like I'm coming back into this because I want to be an 80 pie. And so literally on pref, the last night of rush, I guess I don't even know if they call it this, but it's called a suicide bid where you literally put oh. one sorority for yeah. all three choices. Right. And if that sorority doesn't choose you, then you, you don't mismatch. get yeah. in a sorority at right. all. And three different people try to talk me out of it. They like had a supervisor come over and be like excuse me i don't think you understand what you're doing and i was like excuse me i do and <laughs> you're like i'm i'm lauren gregory do you remember me from last year i've <laughs> been there done that <laughs> and i was like it's cool like if i don't get in like i lived my whole freshman year without authority i'll be just fine but for whatever reason i feel very strongly that this is what i'm supposed to do i did it and they did also like me and <laughs> i got into 85 that's why I was a sophomore in the freshman um, pledge class and how I met all of these girls and why they're all a year behind me. Did y'all go into college already having a faith life or did that happen in college for you? So the high school that me and Lauren went to was like a small private Christian school. And I did feel like I had a faith life going into college, but 
I was very surprised going to UT how much it grew. I felt mm. like I was going to have the opposite experience. Like, you know, I'm going to this big public party school and I didn't know what to expect. And it was far better than I ever imagined. Like, I don't know if it's these girls and who I got plugged in with so quickly, but we like started going to, what was it called? The Walk? Oh, yeah. I I, I went I before. I came over and went. So cool. It. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's so, so good. We would go Is it weekly? still happening? Yes. I think so. I'm still friends with them on Facebook. Oh, okay. It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah. I'll be the first to say, like, my faith grew so much my freshman year of college, and I actually got baptized my freshman year. I felt like I saw Jesus in so many people's lives that year, so much more than I had ever experienced in my life before. Mm. My family is very faith-based, but just, like, in friendships and just in, like, everyday it was really cool to like see that in the girls I was close to. These girls are like a huge part of my story, just like really finding the Lord and like really growing that relationship. I'm very similar story to Dee. I was born and raised Christian. My whole family is super um, involved in our Baptist church. But I think kind of what Dee said, it got realer for me when I came to UT and met all of them. Um, and even still to this day, I learned something didn't know about, you know, a walk with Christ and how to read your Bible, how to pray, like all the like kind of smaller details that you don't really think about. I've learned so much from them. So every day, even yesterday in our text conversations, have I just learned so much. So I, I kind of feel like I'm the little sister. I just like watch them do like amazing things and I like take notes. So it's it's totally changed, you know, how I've prayed for sure, um, just being their friend and all that stuff. So definitely changed going to college and meeting them. What, is, what about you, Amber? I grew up faith-based as well. So I knew the Lord before college. I was in youth group and I had friends that like obviously knew I loved the Lord. But when you get in college, like that's just, it's different. And you're exposed to so many more things. Um, but having people that always lead you back to Jesus and like show you his love, I think is something that I found in each of them as well. And our friendship, I feel like we talk about the Lord a lot. And that's not a thing that I think I had in a lot of my other friendships. Why'd y'all pick that in college? Why didn't you pick to, I mean, you made the choice to find friends who would take you deeper in faith versus the typical college experience at a big university where that isn't a high priority. Why did y'all decide to do that? I don't think my reason is a like, uh, like go me. It's more of a, I'm a very strict rule follower. And so I was raised a certain way. So you know, I'm not going to go partying. And, and that's actually one of the, I think one of the reasons why I was drawn to them is I w- didn't drink freshman year or sophomore year or whatever. And so I wanted like-minded people, you know, I yeah. didn't want to go out partying all the time. So we just were being weird dancing in the breezeway um, by North Carrick. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of crew I wanted. So yeah, I didn't have a, wasn't altruistic or anything. That might be the wrong word, but um, it was just a, I got to follow the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like it kind of just happened like organically too, because I feel like we were, I don't think we like saw each other and we were like, she loves Jesus. I'm going to be her friend. <laughs> right. But I think it was like we had fun together mm-hmm. and it was like genuine fun. And it was just like good fun. Like we would go over to Lauren's house and like I still like love going over and just hanging out with her family and like just like G rated fun. That is just <laughs> like good. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of started it. And then it was like, wow, cool. You love Jesus, too. And it just kind of like grew our friendship. Mm. into something like even more special. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like I think the Lord just like really worked in it. Like it was it's really cool to look back on. And I will say I think I think all four of us would agree that it wasn't our goal to like go to college and be really wild. You know, like I think that should be noted is that the four of us weren't like we finally get a break from our family. Our parents don't know what we're doing and we get to do whatever we want to with our friends, with our boyfriends, with drinking. And like, I I do think there are some of those kids who want to break away and be wild in college. So I feel like we can't speak to that. And I definitely have friends who were ready to break away from high school. Yeah. You know, the things that I think were similar to us, we recognize that in each other as well. I do think that it's really important that we recognize that in each other and then clung to each other in that way, because in that we were able to grow. And I do think that we challenge each other really well. 
And like the amount of times Amber has called me out for like not being kind to Thomas Dredge. <laughs> Or like, uh, but honestly, I, mean, I think we all do that really well for each other. Like, hey, maybe this isn't the way that it was supposed to go. So I think that we've had those hard conversations with each other. At the same time, we encourage each other. And I think that we did recognize those similar spirits as freshmen. And that I think we knew each other was a safe place. Just going to take a quick break from my conversation with our friends to tell you about one of my favorite meal kits and today's sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. They cut out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. It's 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Also, HelloFresh offers more than 27 recipes featuring a range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients so you never get bored try something new every week. And there's something for everyone, including weekly low-calorie, vegetarian, and family-friendly recipes. Over 90% of ingredients are sourced directly from farmers to ensure only the freshest produce and proteins are delivered right to your door. Ingredients travel from farm to your doorstep in under a week, so you know they're fresh. And listen, being pregnant while raising three little girls is a full-time job in and of itself. And so it is so relieving to know that I have a few days this week where I don't have to think about what to cook for dinner and try all the new delicious fall recipes like pumpkin cinnamon rolls. Are you kidding me? And friends giving ready sides as well as fresh, high quality ingredients that travel from the farm to your front door in less than a week. We also love a company that gives back and HelloFresh has already donated over 4 million meals to charity in 2020. And now... They're stepping up food donations to local communities amid the food insecurity crisis and pandemic. So now you too can enjoy more time with the family and less time planning. Just go to HelloFresh.com slash LiveInLove14, as in the number 14, and use the promo code LiveInLove14 for 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's 14 free meals and free shipping just by visiting HelloFresh.com slash LiveInLove14. Again, that's the number 14 and using the promo code LIVEINLOVE14. D, am I correct in remembering you're married to Amber's cousin? Yes. <laughs> right. So your whole life is shaped by these friendships. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool to look back and think like if I had gone to a different school like and not met these girls who ended up changing my life so much and introducing me to my husband amber's at we go to christmas together it's really cool oh right oh yeah my husband i can talk to him about my best friend and like he knows her because they grew up being best friends and like i think the lord has a sense of humor because it's really it's just really unique and just the way he's worked in my life is just i never would have imagined all of this would come from just choosing to go to a certain school and doing a sorority and like making these friends. It's really cool. Amber, does it make you teary? Yeah, a little. Why? I mean, they just have shaped my life too. And I I mean, I had a lot of friends in high school. It's not that I've never had like a lot of friends, but then these have been like my, my core girls. And I'm not to say like our, my college experience was like, I followed the Lord through and through because there was times I I veered off the path but knowing even if they like didn't agree they they loved me still because I've had friends who have been like who have spoken truth to me but not like through love and that's like hard to swallow but I mean we've had arguments we our friendship has seen the good the bad the ugly and I think the best part about all of our friendships is that we came in and like they know everything about me like the parts that I don't want anyone else to know, like they know and when they look at me, they don't see that. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's what the Lord 
sees when he looks at me and they see that. And so I don't know, that just makes me teary and thankful. And so I think yeah. that's like the biggest part is they saw the choices I were ma- I made in college too and love me through it. They didn't walk away or separate themselves from me. They encouraged me. They called me out and led me back to God and yeah, loved me through it and stuck by my side. I think that's what everybody wants in a friendship is somebody who's going to see you at your worst, see you at your best, love you the same in both circumstances. And when when we all have seen each other start to do the things that we're like, that's not true to who you are. That's not true to who you want to be. We love you so much to be like, hey, let's talk about this. Or like when Amber's like, hey, you really need to go apologize to him or like I'm, I'm on his side on this one. I don't feel like you I don't feel like you're honoring him in that or whatever it may be. That's so unique. But I think that's something that, you know, especially last season, I think we talked a lot about people who know how to who know truth and speak truth. I think that's why the four of us have stuck around so long is that we don't sugarcoat things. And when we go through the hard things, we're all in that valley together. And um, I think we all can like count on each other to know that like each other, even if it's like just me and Adeline having a conversation or if it's our four group text, we're going to be honest and we're going to speak that truth. And and I think that's why we are so open about sharing the dark places of our hearts with each other is because we've all experienced when we've walked through that darkness, we received love on the other end instead of like, I can't believe you would do that. And I'm going to go find another friend now. I think that's what Amber is talking about. It's just like when we've all walked through those moments where we needed that check, we could be that for each other. But then we could also go out on a Thursday night and go to our 80 pop parties and be as wild and crazy as we wanted to on the dance floor. It's that friendship that's got all of it. It's got like all the fun parts, all the hard parts and just loving each other really well and continuing to challenge each other through that and celebrate the good also together is obviously the most fun part about Mm -hmm. the friendship but you have to acknowledge the hard parts too yeah in friendships have y'all been to weddings together yeah have you been to funerals yeah yeah so you've done the things i mean you've done both sides of it you yeah i think we were we are all in each other's weddings Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were like, wait a minute. I'm like, making sure. <laughs> I think I was, right? Yeah. Adeline, how would your life be different if you went and met them? Oh, geez. I would be curious to see how my college career actually went because they like they're so solid. And like Amber said, you know, I have great friendships outside of these three, but some are not so like uh, not convicting or like inspiring. I don't know the right word to use, but they like keep you grounded and also, like, they're who I want to be, who mm. they are currently. I'm like, that's my goal. So they encourage me, inspire me, and all that stuff. So I just would be really curious to see who I was without them. Yeah. There are a lot of girls right now listening that are starting college right now, right? Like, that's one of the reasons you're the first episode is this is when people are going back to school. Tell them what they don't know. Tell them what they don't know about how do you find the friends? How do you... How do you be yourself? I mean, it sounds like you said we all knew we loved having a good time. There were other things we weren't going to do. Like, how do you find those people? How do you be true to who you are? Like, encourage the young women who are listening that are just finished rush themselves or just starting college themselves. I just want to say, like, the thing I love about these girls most is that they are so genuine and they're themselves, no matter, like, what the situation. They're goofy. They're just, like, put it all out there. And that's something I personally struggle with. I always feel like I need to be polished or, you know, people want me to be a certain way. And so I say all of that. I feel like I am my true self around them. And I feel like by allowing myself to open up and just like be who I am unapologetically, they love me even more for that. And so I just want to encourage girls like, you know, starting college, I didn't think I was cool. I still I'm not cool. But I found my friends that loved me for not being cool, what I thought was cool. And I think if you just put that out there and go to the Lord, like expectantly, like that, that's, you know, you want those friendships and you pray about it and just be aware of situations that you put yourself in. 
think about the people, you know, that you want to surround yourself with and just kind of be mindful in that. And, you know, it's okay to like reach out and like try to make friends. And invite like, yourself to a spend the night party. Yes. Exactly. Yes, Amber. Yes, girl. <laughs> like, I would have never done that. But like, I might not be sitting here if Amber hadn't have done that. Like she oh. reached out and like forever changed my world just because she did that. She felt silly, but like, I'm going to cry. It's just like, it's really cool. So I just would encourage you to like, take that leap of faith, be yourself, just go for it. You know, Amber's like, can I spend the night? And do you want to marry my cousin? (laughs) (laughs) Best of both worlds right there. That's right. (laughs) How crazy that you literally sent one Facebook message and she has a child. Like that is like, yes, that path is insane. So yes, send the Facebook message. I mean, yes. maybe not Facebook. Let's let's update Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, TikTok. Yes. I don't even have TikTok, yeah. but <laughs> TikTok if you want, girl. Taking another break to share with you about an incredible sponsor that was a big supporter of our show since season one. And I'm so excited to share more about what our friends at Modern Fertility have been up to. I'm incredibly grateful to be in this season of life being pregnant again. But I know that navigating the thousands of prenatal vitamins available online and on shelves can be a challenge. How are you supposed to know which one to choose? And is there even really a difference between them? Modern Fertility obsessed over the research around every doctor-backed nutrient and dug into the details with their medical advisors to develop a prenatal multivitamin that stands apart from the countless options out there. Modern Fertility's prenatal multivitamin is packed with 12 essential nutrients recommended by OBGYNs to support your body before, during, and after pregnancy, so it covers whatever season of life you're in. It's vegetarian, gluten-free, and there are zero preservatives or filler ingredients you don't need. Modern Fertility balanced iron and other nutrient levels to keep your tummy happy, and they infused every capsule with a hint of citrus, to make each serving go down extra easy. The prenatal multi also comes with a free, beautiful blue reusable glass jar to keep your monthly refills in. And each month's shipment of new capsules comes in just the pouch, so you cut down on packaging waste. Your prenatal multivitamin subscription gets you 60 capsules per month for $30. But right now, our listeners can get 30% off their starter kit, including one month of capsules and a free glass storage jar at modernfertility.com slash liveinlove30. That's modernfertility.com slash liveinlove30. That's liveinlove30 for 30% off your Modern Fertility prenatal multivitamin starter kit. Again, that's modernfertility.com slash live in love 30. Don't compromise like your standards, yourself. Be be bold, but stay true to who you are. And people will love you and want to be your friend. And if not, I mean, I feel like I would have one thing I would have done differently is I feel like my walk's grown with the Lord and like how I, I talk to him more about things like I wish I would have invited him in. Mm. And been like, hey, like, show me who you want me to be, who I need to be around. And I mean, thankfully, he led me to people who love him. But I mean, invite him in. Like, don't do this alone because you're not alone. That's my piece of advice. I would also add to that, like, if you if you are not fulfilled in your relationships in college, it's probably not a coincidence. It's probably not just like, oh, we're just going through a rough patch or Whatever, but if you're not being loved well by your friends, they're probably not the friends that the Lord would have you have. And I think the enemy screams so many lies through the world. But I think it is cool, quote unquote, now in the world to have a million one night stands and to drink until you're just like belligerent and wear things that show off every curve of your body because if you've got it, flaunt it and be proud of those things. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be proud of like what the Lord gave you or you shouldn't have a good time or you shouldn't go out and meet people that you might want to eventually spend the night with. But there are going to be so many more opportunities for you to do those things that the world is telling you is fulfilling. And it's going to be a lot harder and seem much less cool to find the avenue that 
is fulfilling. But I think what I would say is if you are not being filled up by your friends and you do feel that emptiness and you, the things you're trying, maybe you have had a million one night stands and maybe that's not fun for you anymore. And maybe you're like, hey, my heart actually hurts after all of this. I would say to you, because that is, that's not why your creator created you. And and he did create you for intimacy in relationships, but there is a certain way to do that. And the friends of mine who have lived that life, there is healing in that too. So I don't want this podcast to come across as like, well, these girls didn't mess up because like we definitely did <laughs> in college. But I feel like at the same time, we had that crew around us that was like, hey, we probably shouldn't have done that last night. Let's let's just make a pact and say, hey, we're not going to do that again. Or hey, I went too far with my boyfriend and I don't feel really good about it. Can you help me stay accountable? Because that's not what fills up my soul. And everybody can have those relationships, but it takes the effort. It takes the boldness. It takes looking at the quote unquote cool girls and being like, I'm okay not being in that crew. Because everybody has someone else they think are the cool girls. Right. Or, or you look at them and you go, well, they seem so happy. I mean, look at her. She's got every guy following her on campus and... She is posting all these pictures and her life looks incredible. And the sad truth of, of a lot of people that are that way is is seeking all of that attention. A lot of times is to try to fill a void. Mm -hmm. And as hum it's human nature to want to fill the voids in our hearts and in our spirits. But there is a certain way that the creator meant for you to fill those voids. And it is through Jesus. And he does that through friends who are also pursuing him. He does that through guys or girls that you might be dating who are also pursuing him. But it's not just going to happen overnight. And you might have to be an Amber and be like, the crew I'm running around with is not fulfilling me and I need to find something else. So you have to take that leap of faith and send the Facebook, maybe not Facebook message these days, but be bold and be like, I'm just going to try and trust that. If you're pursuing the Lord in those things, no matter what your past looks like, when you find the friend that Jesus has called us all to be, you're going to find the friend that is going to know your whole past and is going to love you through it and be like, and so what? Like, cool, yeah. let's, let's move forward. How can I help you? How can you help me? How can we do this together and walk in a life that is going to fill our souls? And then we can live that joy filled life and you might look like the loser on a Friday night. There were Friday nights where everybody was going to do something else. And we were like getting candy at Walgreens or running through McDonald's late at night and renting a movie and chilling in our PJs at one of our apartments. But look at what we have now. Like we had the moments in college where we had like the quote unquote college nights. And that was great. But we also had the chill nights too. And that's okay. But just think about your life in 10 years the crew that you're running with now, like, are those the people who are going to bring your average up as a person? Like, yeah, I think that you want to surround yourself with the people who you feel like have it better figured out than you do, because by default, your average is going to go up spiritually as a wife, as a mom, as a friend. If you are surrounding yourself with people who you feel like are doing it better than mm -hmm. you and pursuing good mm -hmm. better than you. Yeah. Adeline, what would you say to college girls? Kind of copying both Lauren and Dee. Sorry, guys. But to piggyback off of what Lauren said, like hearing that advice, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's so good. But I wouldn't know necessarily how to apply it. So be self-reflective. So like take what Lauren said and say, like, pause. Am I happy? Am, like, am mm -hmm. I feel, feeling fulfilled? I would never ask myself that question, you know, because when I was not following the rules in college, I would have never been like, am I okay? Because I was too distracted. I was having too much fun. Yeah. So like take a moment mm -hmm. and ask yourself like, is this feeling good? So, you know, because I, I just wouldn't have taken that step. And then what Dee said, I think the reason we identified with each other in the very beginning was like, they're just goobers. They're genuine. Like you can just tell who's, who's good and like real, you know, because there are some girls and guys that are trying to play the part and, you know, act a certain way, but you, they're they're just goons. So um, <laughs> just find find your the genuine people, the real people. And those most often are um, the good ones. That last little bit was a perfect setup to this question. What do you think it looks like for you and for us or what it did look like for us to live in love in college? Okay. Think about the love part. What does it look like to love well in college? 
to love well in college, it kind of also carries over to current day, but mm -hmm. um, like be there. So if I <laughs> have slept through an exam, which happened more times than I want to admit, me they would come to my house, honk their horns and be like, get up, lady. We threw um, rocks, we threw rocks at your window. <laughs> I was so stressed out for you in college, Adeline. Yeah. Why'd she do this to us? <laughs> She would go home and write a paper at 4 a.m. after we'd get done with the, with the date party. She'd be like, I'm going to go write my paper now. It's 4 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have driven through McDonald's too many times at 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> they were always there. And I mean that like physically to get me up for my exams. But also, hey, my grandmother just died and my brother got diagnosed with cancer. Help. And so they were there. Yeah. So that's just to me, people that are there um, makes me feel loved. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and we're all crying again. <laughs> Jeepers. D, what does it look like for you? I think like thinking back on college and what it looked like, and we kind of already talked about this, but I think how we talked about just being authentic and then being compassionate back when you do see somebody's real self. Mm. No one has ever said that. Be authentic and then be compassionate back. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, beautiful. That's Annie, I've been waiting for that <laughs> moment my whole life for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, my oh, face girl. is red. It's fine. <laughs> Keep going. Um, you should have ended the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I remember specifically like our freshman year, a moment where all of the girls were like very real with each other. And I think leading up to that, all my friendships had kind of... I don't want to say like had a secrecy, but like, you know, didn't always tell the truth. Hmm. And I just remember one night them all just like bearing their souls. And I was kind of like, what, what is happening? Like, I'd, I've never had a friendship like this. And it was like, we were all just like saying things we were struggling with and like what, you know, we had gone through. And then it was like, we loved each other and our friendship just like built off of that. And it was like, you're hearing th these horrific things about me or something I would think is horrific and you're meeting me with like love and I'm showing you my true self and you're just loving on me and you're staying here and you want to keep being my friend and that's just carried over into my life today because I think it was just very eye-opening and I just think that authenticity isn't something you know all relationships have but they can have and they can just be so much stronger with. So I would just encourage um, that in relationship. That's good. Well, now I'm nervous. <laughs> um, thinking about our friendship, it just takes me back to like, I could show up however way I wanted to, like mm -hmm. looking however way I wanted to. And like, we all just could just be each other together and be real. And like what you said, like authentic. And I didn't have to ever feel like I had to like, put on a face of makeup or act a certain way around them. And I mean, that's love, like meeting me where I'm at. That's what God does. I mean, he meets us where we're at. We don't have to be a certain way, act a certain way. So, yeah, I think that's one of the main things that that looks like to me. I don't know if I really answered the question, but it's yes. good. Lauren, what is it when you look back on this sitting here with them in the last 10, 10 12 years? When you think back on that, what did it look like for you to live in love in college? I think for me, I was choosing my future is what it mm. felt like. Even down to the guy I dated in college, Michael, like that was still me choosing my future. Although we didn't end up getting married, we both invested in each other's future in that we chose to date people that we would hope to marry one day. Yes. The kind of person we wanted to marry the kind of person who ran around with friends that we would eventually want to have kids with that person and those same friends be a part of our children's lives. And when the the hard days show up and you need someone to be there for you, having those friends, choosing those friends that are going to be there in 10 years like we are now and hopefully in another 30 years. So for me, it was choosing living in that expectation of the love that I knew that I wanted to carry over for the rest mm. of my life and building off of that in college with the major I picked. Like I, I picked it because I really thought that I would love being a nurse. Mm. And I picked the guy that I was dating because I thought that he would be a really great husband. 
and he is not to me, but he, I think he is a really great husband now to Danny and choosing friends who I thought would love me well and who I wanted to invest my time and my love in well also. And it didn't always look like the quote unquote, like college textbook experience, but it has been the one of the biggest gifts of my life because my marriage is more blessed because of the person I chose to date, because of the friends I surrounded myself with, my relationships with my friends. My kids are now being blessed because now they are all having kids and watching our kids be friends. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the things that you choose in college really do, for the most part, build on your life. Mm-hmm. And if you look around and you're like, yeah, in 10 years, This is what I think my life, what I want it to look like. This is where I feel loved. This is where I want to grow love. That's a good way to like gauge, am I building my life in love in college? Girls, y'all did really great on your first podcast. Well done. Next week, same time. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for starting our season off. That was awesome. It was fun. (laughs) Thanks, girls. Thank y'all so much for listening. I love getting to share these conversations with you. And just a reminder to pick up your copy of my book, Live in Love, if you haven't yet. And I hope you'll join us for our next episode of the Live in Love podcast, where we'll be talking about what it means to live in love in commitment. Hey, y'all, don't forget to partner with our friends at Crew. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three people with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals to five hungry families through their humanitarian aid ministry, and you'll receive a copy of my book, Live in Love. Simply text LIVE to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could really change someone's life. So text LIVE to 71326. That's L-I-V-E to 71326 to help now. Or you can visit give.crew.org slash live.